Greetings and salutations. Welcome to What Do You Watch, a geek culture podcast. This is episode number three. My name is Max, and I am joined today by the undercover Habs fan, my good friend, Mayhal. What's up, Mayhal? I am doing really good, you? And I'm yes, undercover awesome. Habs fans. I'm, like I, like I keep telling everybody, I'm still trying to figure out how they beat Toronto. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm just doing so well because we won last night, and it's 1-1 in the semifinal and i'm just i'm kind of freaking out but i i know you hate the habs or secretly love them so <laughs> let's let, let's let's unpack that with everyone shall we like what's what did the habs do to you to hurt you so much that you keep <laughs> texting me every day nasty shit about them no i'm not i'm not texting you nasty shit about them i'm just <laughs> i'm just keeping it real just prepare to be disappointed oh okay yeah okay sure, listen i i i i've grew up a habs fan i'm still a habs fan but i i know I can't. I until they get until they make some changes in their management. I, I have no faith in them, unfortunately. Not even now. Mm, no. It's Dude. Food. <laughs> maybe, maybe. I don't know. Hey, if they prove me wrong, I'll I'll eat my words gladly. But eh. perfect. Should that happen, we're gonna de- dedicate an entire episode on it. <laughs> we'll, we'll do that. What are you hockey? We'll call it. What are you hockey? <laughs> what are you habs? <clears throat> And also with us today is the omnibus collector himself, my handsome friend Santino. What's up, Tino? Hey, I'm doing good. You, Max? Not bad, not bad. Good. Abs are winning, so I'm good. <laughs> you're not much of a. Are you? Are you following hockey right now? I know you're not like a huge hockey fan, but still. I'm a bandwagon fan. I just jump <laughs> on and jump off when they're doing well, which, <laughs> you know, it's it doesn't happen often. But my mom's a big yeah. fan, so I've been following kind of with her. Okay, cool. Um, it's nice to kind of see her in positive spirits after many years where they were kind of down in the pits so <laughs> yeah maybe we'll get her on the podcast to talk about it if we win the cup you know yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> but yeah it's fun i've i don't even understand hockey i don't know the rules or anything but uh, i enjoy watching it just to kind of be in part of that spirit you yeah. know it's, it's very simple okay man with stick skate score <laughs> i got that much yeah <laughs> It's a little bit more complex, but yes, that you can wrap it up in that little shell. Um, but yeah, no, everyone in Montreal right now, it seems like are kind of just, you know, as, as the Habs go, Montreal goes sometimes, I yeah. feel like. Yeah. There are definitely some people who don't watch hockey, obviously, which is totally fine. Uh, but um, even customers at work are t- mentioning it. And they can, I see more Habs gear now everywhere in the mall. So. Sure. so yeah, the Habs nice, are here. Nice change. I agree. I agree. It's been it's been years. Like we're due for at least a nice cup run, even if we don't make it till the end and win the Holy Grail. Right. I'm still I'm still satisfied with what we've seen so far, and I think it bodes well for our future that most of our best players are still very very young. So. Well, when was the last time we made it this far? Uh, no, no, no. 2014, we made it to the semifinal, but that was the year that Chris Kreider injured Carey Price, and we we oh, didn't beat yeah. them. They went they went in the final, but then lost. Yeah, true shit. So yeah. So I'm I'm just uh, well, the way how we played yesterday I think it uh, it bodes well we we have a chance I'm just gonna say that a lot of people didn't give us a chance after it was three on Toronto <laughs> people say we're gonna get stumped four zero by the Jets kind of went the other way around people <laughs> say we're gonna get stumped four zero by the Knights which are you know a very solid team so yeah. but then no it's one one now so we definitely are in it yeah also as they say as Carey Price goes the Hab goes so. <laughs> 
So listen, everyone who's listening, thank you all for joining us on our weekly podcast where the three of us get together to talk about all things TV and movie related and sometimes a little bit of sports thrown around. <laughs> this week's topic will be another two-part review, actually a, mainly a first-part review, a one-part review of the uh, third episode of Loki. Uh, the second episode of Loki. Sorry, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm so excited. <laughs> the second episode. I am. I won't tell you what's happening, though, because okay. <laughs> I want you to get surprised. Uh, but yeah, we all watched the second episode and we are going to unpack it with all of its glory. Um, I think we won't necessarily do a big non-spoiler part. There's not much to say other than we all enjoyed it very much, I think. And uh, we're going to get into the nitty gritty uh, of it all. No, I, I have too much to talk about that spoiler talk, so we don't have time for uh, exactly <laughs> non-spoiler talk. Here, here's a non-spoiler review of Loki. It was fucking awesome. It's good. It's good. To Disney <laughs> exactly. Well, I think we can leave it at that. We end the podcast on this, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking good. Enough That's said, it. as Stan Lee says. <laughs> exactly. <Enough said. laughs> but before we get into all that, Tino, let me ask you this. What do you watch? Oh, well, this week was another week of me going back to the theater. <laughs> <laughs> Again? Stay way long. But um, yeah, no, some new things happened. Uh, we're, we entered, I think, into like a yellow zone here. So um, there was a lot more people at this week's kind of like cheapy Tuesday, which like half priced uh, movie tickets here in Quebec. And uh, my God, was it packed. I was really, really happy to, to see that. We went to see uh, Hitman Wife's Bodyguard. I always get the oh, title mixed up. <laughs> <laughs> the head body of his wife, yeah. It, the, the hot body of the Hitman. Yeah, the Hitman's bodyguard. wife, exactly. <laughs> Which would be very accurate. Yeah. <laughs> but it was it was really, really fun. Honestly, like I didn't go in expecting much because I'm the type of person who also checks out reviews sometimes before going to a movie. And, you know, the movies haven't been so hot for this one. Um but I, I, I liked it. It was a fun movie on like a Tuesday night to go and watch. And, you know, I really enjoyed the first movie. I think the, you know, the chemistry between Samuel L. Jackson and Ryan Reynolds was awesome. And so throwing Selma Hayek in with this one was just like, uh, she was like me and Elena's favorite part. <laughs> yeah. She's yeah, a fast yeah, talking. Yeah. She's not, she's the, she, I think she fits well with their style of like verbal diarrhea nonstop. She's oh, able yeah. to hold her own, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love like the thick accent on her too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it was awesome from start to finish. I didn't even see time pass by in the theater, you know, which is my favorite part. I hate when I go see a movie and like I'm sitting there like looking at my watch. When is it going to end? But yeah. like, no, no, start to finish. It was entertaining. Was it like the best movie I've, I've seen? No, but what's called like it was thoroughly entertaining. And I think I'm just so great, like so hungry for theater movies again. So it was a good, good experience. Wait question now that we're in yellow zone is uh food being sold again yeah so i was shocked oh, I walked thank god in. yeah get that get that popcorn in. smell yeah no i i walked in and like fully masked and everything because i bought my tickets in advance and the, the person told me like you can take your mask off when you sit down so i'm like oh i'm like can we eat he's <laughs> like yeah and there was a massive lineup at the concession honestly like the only reason why people were there was because now you're able to have food while watching the the movie because we'd been going for the last few weeks and it was dead before yeah that. i mean that's one of the reasons i mean people want to go to their theaters is for the food right, right. so I, I mean i know during red orange zone one of the zones where we're allowed to watch a movie i was pleasantly surprised that they weren't just popping popcorn just for the smell yeah <laughs> can you imagine <laughs> That would have been torture and so yeah. sadistic of them because that popcorn smell is just, I mean, it, it, it triggers something. Yeah, but it fits like the whole aesthetic of going to the movies, you know, you go in, 
smell that popcorn and then yeah and then you want to buy popcorn if you if you're not gonna have popcorn don't put the smell in that's just cruel yeah (laughs) it was especially tempting for me i'm on weight watchers now so i'm there i'm like elena hold me back (laughs) (laughs) it was good nice i i have to say i agree with you i haven't watched it but the first one mel and i loved it obviously we're big uh reynolds fans samuel jackson you know who doesn't love him but the both of them together i i kind of feel when i saw the trailer for the second one i actually got this thought where there has to be the guy who wrote this movie like i i can't imagine where that he didn't go let me write these parts with these two specific actors in mind because they go so well together like I, perhaps they actually had auditions i don't know but I, it's hard to imagine anyone else playing these parts because samuel jackson with the foul-mouthed like assassin hitman you know and then the other guy, the bodyguard, who uh, Ryan Reynolds is really good at playing the guy who's reluctantly badass. Yeah, he's like he doesn't want to help the other dude, but like he's he's there and he's complaining the whole way. He's a good he's a funny complainer. He is. Yeah. Sometimes in comedies, sometimes there's like whiny people, and we're supposed to find that funny. And sometimes it's kind of like hit or miss. But he's really good at that. He's good yeah. at complaining that he he so does not want to help this other dude, and then <laughs> does it anyway. And that's kind of like half the the comedy right there. Yeah. No, it was awesome. I I enjoyed it. Sweet, sweet. And you, Mayhal. What do you watch? Uh, it's been a slow week for me. I mean, I finished Sweet Tooth, which was amazing. Uh, yeah. I really hope it gets a second season because they sort of ended on a kind. Well, no, not kind of. They do end on a cliffhanger, mm-hmm. obviously. But yeah. I mean, from what I've seen on reviews, it did really well. So I would be, I would be surprised if they didn't uh, green light a season two. You read the comic though, did it like? cover all the material in in the original run or oh dude i i honestly that's why i bought the copendium like oh. i have i read the comics a while back and i need a refresher so i'm probably gonna read it again oh nice okay yeah but i mean besides for that i started watching demon slayer finally yes <laughs> i think i watched the first 10 episodes i okay. think i want to say the animation is really cool yeah like i like when they uh I forget his style when he summons that water style. Yeah. It becomes all, uh, all like shell shading, cell shading type of art. It's, it looks almost 2d. It's really cool. Yeah. It's like a 2d, but 3d CG animation at the same time. Yeah. And I I just love this. The story is really cool, but what gets to me is like, all right, here, here's the formula anime character, family dead. Yeah. Go literally. (laughs) episode one and then it's all set from there yeah no it's what i like about it is it's pretty gory it's not uh it's pretty mature if you look at some of the episodes i'm like it's kind of kind of hardcore oh yeah no i think it's rated 18 plus even on netflix so gee i you know what i believe it though yeah but no it's it's i'm I'm pretty interested to see how it goes so yeah that's why i watch like nice. Said, slowly. The way you're the way you're talking about it, it kind of gives me. I'm sure the story is like 100 different, but the fact that the first episode gives you kind of like a shocking wow moment that goes right into the rest, and that it's gory and rated R, it kind of gives me a little bit of invincible vibes, and like just mm-hmm. in that those two specific points. So already I'm like, hey, Melissa, if it's if it's rated R, <laughs> beautiful art style, and it's you know it hooks you right from the get go. I I'm 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 intrigued. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's I mean. It, to put it very bluntly, it's 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 about uh, this character whose family gets killed by a demon, yeah. and then he sort of realizes there's this whole group called the Demon Slayers that slay the demons. Yeah. So he wants to get back at the demons, and he trains to become one. And then 
he finds out that that demon that killed his uh, family is like the OG demon. So, oh damn, yeah, it gets insane. Me and Elena finished it uh, the entire first season a few nights ago. And like the whole time, I think I was even messaging you. I'm like, you have to start watching this. <laughs> yeah, that's some weird shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, no, definitely stick with it. It's worth it all the way to the end. Yeah. And like I, like you said, anime episodes, 15 minutes tops. Yeah. Easy peasy. <laughs> some flashbacks. Yeah. That's exactly. Nice. Yeah. All so right. Max, mm-hmm. what did you watch this week? So this week was a, a bit of an off week for me as well in terms of what did I watch. I didn't watch a, a lot of TV. I watched a bunch of hockey, as we talked about before. But um, I've also recently got a PS5 a couple weeks ago, so I've been gaming more than watching stuff. However, I did watch one night. I watched a movie with Mel on Netflix. It's called uh, It was the, the Woman in the Window uh, oh, yeah. with Amy Adams. Oh, is it good? Um, it was fine it was okay i don't think you would like it mayhel i think you like stuff that's a bit more um amped up when you uh, and thrillers slash horror I, not that this is horror by any means of the like, any stretch of the imagination i'm just saying saying like it was okay as a thriller not much else and that's why like basically what i wanted to talk about here is not necessarily that movie because it was okay at best i i'm okay i'm okay having watched it because you know i like watching movies with mel we kind of took try to find out what's happening before it happens and all that stuff but i just kind of realized that unless we're talking about i guess mcu movies which i'm just a huge sucker for um tv has kind of like really took taken upon the it's just beating the shit out of movies for me and it's been doing that for a long time i'm starting to realize more and more especially since we're kind of just digging into this whole tv movie um you know genre when we're doing the podcast i'm just reflecting back on the last few movies that i watched that were really great and um are you trying to signal me something yeah yeah, yeah. no continue <laughs> but I, I, yeah okay. I, you wanna, I, you wanna say something yeah yeah but yeah no I, i'm totally like for me it's uh it, when i think about the last few movies that i've watched <clears throat> sorry uh where i thought man this is great there was maybe one or two in the year so far i remember watching nobody i remember i texted you Mayhaw, when I watch it, I'm like, you have to watch this. Actually, I, you too, you know, when we talked on the phone, I'm like, you have to watch Nobody. Yeah. That was amazing for me. I loved it through and through. Um, and I'm even right now struggling to remember another great movie. Like, even like, and, you know, Mayhaw, don't get mad, but like, even King Kong versus Godzilla, like, it was a good movie, but I would rather rewatch Cobra Kai season one for a third time than to watch that movie a second time. You know what I mean? Like, it's just more compelling storytelling. And I think it's just the format that they're using in TV. So I guess it's just a weird self-realization moment that, yeah, I'm like a TV like guy now, as opposed to, you know, having worked at Blockbuster for seven years of my life when I was younger, it was all movie, 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 a few TV shows here and there. But obviously that was whole, before the whole subscription Netflix um, thing, which basically put Blockbuster <laughs> out of business. But um but yeah, it's just nowadays, unless something is really already like hooked in me, like the MCU, obviously I'm going to be a sucker for all of those. And the odd movie here and there, like we talked about last week, the next Jurassic Park. Um, I'm a lot more looking forward to TV now, especially now that Disney's entered the zeitgeist with Star Wars series and uh, MCU series. And, you know, there's so many stuff. Jesus, like I'm, I remember being subscribed to Netflix only a year ago. And today I'm subscribed to four things. I've got Prime, Disney Plus and Crave on top of it now because it's just there's too many good stuff, too much good stuff out there. So it's yeah. just it was surprising to me about 
movies in general, eh, there's going to be great ones, but what do you think, Mayhel? No, I, I think there's possi- probably two reasons for that. I mean, the one obvious one is COVID for one of them. I mean, movies in general just took a huge pause during COVID. So, I mean, yeah. we couldn't really go out to movies. So, yeah. And they also stopped making movies. The movies that came in were very, eh, like nothing crazy. So, that's one thing that we're, we like, as Tino said, he's starving for movies, which is the case for everybody almost, you know, like yeah. it's, it's one of those things that just happened. So in that absence, we all shifted to television and we all started rewatching all these old television shows. And then I guess, like you said, once people, they realize that more people are watching TV shows, they started producing more things TV oriented. I mean, and also the other point is like, we sort of, shot ourselves in the foot with familiarity like yeah. when like before all marvel movies came out and everything we used to go to movies pretty often i know me and my mom used to go and we used to be like eh, what what can we watch this week you know yeah. but now it's like it's either a marvel movie or something we're very familiar with like you said uh, before oh let's go to jurassic park or something i'm interested in but like these are all things that we know won't inherently disappoint us yeah, you can plan it ahead a little bit. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, the next Marvel movie. Hey, it may suck, but it's a Marvel movie, you know? Like, yeah. original movies aren't that in high demand anymore. But, like, one of them that we took a chance on, nobody, was fucking awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, like, those rare cases are getting more and more rare to find. Yeah. For me, that was that's always the exciting part. Like, I go to the movies sometimes twice a week usually once a week at least but uh, you know you sometimes twice and it's just because like it's our my favorite place to have an outing um but i mean as a film scholar like i'm looking for even bad movies like there's something there's like a <laughs> nugget of gold even in the even in the worst movies to pick apart so i mean i love going to a, like the marquee and just saying like oh what do we want to watch like oh that one looks interesting okay well I didn't see, I didn't even see the trailer for that one but let's go see it you know just to kind of pass the time and sometimes you're pleasantly surprised yeah, I agree. Like it's we're we living in kind of like the age, the new age of like a renaissance of like the blockbuster movie again because of like the Marvel movies and you know all the big um, uh, IPs that uh, you know Disney owns and all that. And so yeah, some of these other movies kind of fade to the background. And I honestly think a lot of times it's like budgets aren't allocated properly either. So like a lot of budgets are being allocated to like these big blockbusters now and not to some of these more original movies, which could be leading to kind of like worse quality too. So we'll have to see it. I think that the industry is definitely changing a lot. Yeah. And like, if you look at what Amazon is going to do with their big Lord of the Rings uh, TV series. Yeah, that's true. Um, uh, 10 years ago, maybe even less than that, they could have decided to put all that money into like a trilogy of some sorts and release those movies specifically on their platform. But I think Game of Thrones and other TV shows kind of changed that game. And now they were like, fuck it, let's just do a TV show. It's way more profitable. People will talk about it for way longer. Yeah. Um, and I'm not even disappointed at that at all. I, I much prefer a TV show that I can kind of like follow along and that we will undoubtedly cover on this podcast. Yeah. So, um, but you're right. Sometimes finding those, those little... Uh, nuggets of or those hidden gems should i say of movies that's still fun i will say that right now i'm kind of more tempted to do that with the subscription services like if i sit down with madeline and like let's find a movie that takes up a lot we took it took a long time for us to get settled on women on the window uh yeah. in the window uh last night because or two nights ago because it was just okay there's a lot of stuff but it all, it all looks 
from mediocre to kind of okay. Nothing really, unless it's something more familiar. Like Mayhal said, like we thought about watching the new Men in Black with uh, with Chris, um, with, Chris with Thor. Yeah, thank you, Hemsworth. <laughs> I just I call him Thor, even in my dreams. So <laughs> I I just you know like for me that was uh, that was okay. Well, we could watch that. It's probably a sure thing because we know the franchise. But we took a chance on something else, and it ended up being mo- mostly disappointing. So yeah, nothing. Not all movies can be a nobody. And by the way, because we're harping on that movie, we're not harping on it. We're mentioning it pretty well. I just want to say Bob Odenkirk is, might be the new Liam Neeson. Like he was amazing in that. Like I really (laughs) believed him as a complete ordinary guy. I for sure thought he had some weird training, but then you'd figure out like, okay, he's got actual training and he was like someone, you know, but um, yeah, he's just, he surprised the shit out of me in that movie. And I would definitely like, I clamor for a sequel. I clamor for a crossover with John Wick. <laughs> I think they are making a sequel, no? I I, w- I would bet. I mean, I didn't I didn't actually should research before, but I I didn't see. But I would be zero surprised because it was so good. I hope they bring back Christopher Lloyd. By the way, I never <laughs> thought I would see another flick where Doc Brown is you know has a badass moment in it. That was a, such a a little bit of a, a high for me. So, <laughs> all right, so. Boys, what do you say you we go into the news? Mayhal, you are local newsman. You want to take it up? Yeah. Quick news. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, this week, it's kind of a couple things. But one thing that stuck out was, uh, I mean, this is completely from left field for me, at least, because I have no idea what this is about. But uh, the Masters of the Universe trailer looked really yeah. fucking cool. Yeah. Like the animation. And I looked at the voice cast. I'm like, wait, there's Mark Hamill. Sarah Michelle Geller, yeah. Kevin Conroy, huge cast. The yeah. animation looks clean. And the song that they use in the trailer, bless. <laughs> yeah. Not to mention Kevin Smith, right, Max? <laughs> exactly. I mean, I see his name. I'm automatically, I'm immediately interested at least a little bit. Yeah. Um, I know nothing about the old school show, uh, but uh, the trailer got my attention right away. And the fact that, you know, like the voice cast for me is important. As soon as I hear someone that i recognize which is exactly what happened with invincible i'm like oh i know this guy oh my god this is seth rogan oh my god like i I love recognizing people like that it adds to my experience personally anyway and uh the fact that yeah kevin smith who's i don't know shall we call him king geek um that he kind of like handles this uh is just uh it's great i i cannot wait to see what he does with it and that's definitely one that i won't wait too long to to dive into where is it releasing on netflix oh yeah okay good yeah okay cool cool Coming out July, I believe, right? I think something, yeah. and yeah, yeah. The it, honestly, even for me, I don't know very much about Masters of the Universe. I always just remember the toys as a kid. Yeah, um, but it's the animation for me that's kind of pulled me in to check this one out, especially given the fact that uh, it's powerhouse animations, and they've been really big, especially with Netflix. Uh, they did Blood of Zeus, which was amazing, um, and they also did Castlevania. So, which we're actually going to be talking about next. <laughs> Yeah, that I mean, following that, I mean, the animation Castlevania was really well done too. It's, it, it seemed very simple, but it had a lot of expression in it. Yeah, agreed. And talking about Castlevania, I think they greenlit the next uh, project. I think they're going to continue it, but I believe it's a couple of years into the future. No. Oh no way! Really? I think I th- I, from what I've read, I could be wrong. I That's I don't have I don't have the the link with me, but I think it's going to be. Um, the story of uh, their kid at the end. Interesting. Oh, that'd be really interesting, actually. Yeah. 
that'd be such a great way for them to continue it in within a new generation with new characters without with continuing kind of a link to the original series i, I dig that okay i i i it's already on my it's pretty high on my to watch uh list actually because uh, i dug the i'm a big fan of the old video games castlevania so yeah. and i i you know I kind of wish on at E3 they would have announced a remake or something because this the show has been so popular. It would have been great as a segue. You watch the show, you remember these guys. Like even a remaster, remaster would have been really great. But yeah, alas, maybe maybe next year. There's a few things that I think for the past 20 years I kind of cross my fingers and hope at E3 and they they never deliver on those. <laughs> but listen, I can't complain. We got Final Fantasy VII remake, so that was like number one on the list for a, like two decades almost. Yeah. So. I, yeah, here it says uh, all new series starring Richter Belmont, the yeah. son of Sypha and Trevor, and Maria Renard set in France during the French Revolution. That's huh. cool. I like that. Yeah. I like that they're going to kind of show this progression through time because the games, I mean, the games have a rich history in them. Yeah. 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 Following the Belmont clan or whatnot. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Any news that you guys have seen recently? Uh, there's one that I wrote here. Um, it's just it's a tweet that. Um, so for people who might not know, um, I the show Sex Education is one of my favorite comedies of the last uh, I don't know ten years. Um, <laughs> yes, I've got my classics, you know, like Community and you know Friends and all that stuff. But in terms of like, I guess modern comedy or rated R, like it's I found it super refreshing. Uh, I like the cast a lot. The humor is so good. Um, yeah, it's it's really it's really left field. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. And it's like it's unlike anything else in terms of the, I think in the world of comedy I, to the point where some people, some uh, series maker try may try to kind of like you know copycat it a little bit to, to try to replicate that's the success because it kind of like hit out of nowhere on Netflix and people wow. really really loved it. And uh, I know they've been kind of like uh, like you were saying before, Mihal, because of COVID, everything was kind of like on pause for production. I know season three has been in the works for way longer than it should have been without the pandemic um but uh what caught my eye this week is that the uh the main actor he actually tweeted um this week that they recently wrapped up on like post-production and he was like you guys ain't ready for for season three your, your minds are going to be blown and uh <laughs> that coming from him i just you know obviously it, it could be just a pr move but um the fact that i've been waiting at, at the last season came out january 2020 Wow. So it's been Jeez. over a year. I'm I am way due for some more. And also they ended like, you know, they ended on a, a couple of cliffhangers that really drove me nuts. Um, it's all about relationships. So if you if you hate, <laughs> if you don't like anything about like relationships and will they won't they, then okay maybe this show's not 100 for you because there is a bit of that. But I'm a sucker for that shit. So I definitely. I'm standing a bunch of characters in those, so I, I'm I'm down to see what uh, what happens. But uh, that's one of my most th- that and Cobra Kai season four are probably my two most anticipated shows that are outside the Marvel universe. You know what? Fuck it. Maybe in, including Marvel. Like I don't know what they're gonna make uh, that much in Marvel that I would be more uh, excited about than those two shows. So that's pretty much it. Also, before we move into the Loki talk, because I know it's about that time, I just want to touch base on this awesome DC situation that we saw online <laughs> that. Made me, <laughs> made my day. The whole, um, uh, I don't have the, the article in front of me, but that quote was gold. Do you, do you have it, Mihal, by any chance? So, Batman does not eat box. 
Yeah, that's basically, that's basically heroes. Like, not according to DC, heroes do not eat box. Yeah, and yeah. I saw I, I, the what? What's the context to this situation though? So, uh, I think the creators or writers of Harley Quinn, the TV show. Yeah. Okay. They said that yeah, you know, like we we try to make the show like as how we want it and everything, because it's not that show is not for kids. It's very uh, it's mature. Right. Yeah. So they said that, yeah, you know, at one point DC let us do, DC pretty much gives us free reign to do whatever we want, essentially. <laughs> but we had a scene where Batman goes down on Catwoman and DC's like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Batman, Batman doesn't do that. He, heroes don't do that type of stuff. And he's like, wow. And he, and he said, and I think the, the writer or creator is like, um, what do you mean? Are you saying he's a self, selfish lover? And he goes, no, 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 listen, Batman is like, you know, a product. We, we can't sell that. I'm like, so yeah, no, the memes that came out of that were just so uh, so, so funny. Many memes. Like first of all, his <laughs> I saw a bunch, but like some of my favorites were like, yeah, his mask was designed for that. What do you get? What are you talking about? <laughs> um, no, I read of, one where it said the guy literally has handles on his on his uh, mask. Exactly. Oh, shoot. <laughs> a bunch of people were saying, oh my god, there's got to be some uh, pretty unhappy wives in the, at the DC office. And, uh, <laughs> stuff like yeah, that but. no it, it's it's it, it was really stupid because like there's the hypocrisy is kind of stupid because i mean i think in the killing joke movie you literally had batman and batgirl having sex that's okay yeah. really yeah. Kind of, yeah it, it was super strange like it made no sense that, that i mean it made no sense in that context but what they tried right. to do in the killing joke was that i think they they deemed it necessary <laughs> for batman to have a better reason to go after the joker oh wow okay so they're like oh if we get if we give batman and batgirl a love interest it gives batman more of an incentive to go after the joker which is idiotic this is super yeah. dumb <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was one of the big that was a big disappointment in terms of the animated movie for me that must be there was also a uh yeah yeah it was also like a huge new story like it literally monopolized my twitter feed for an entire day yeah. and <laughs> That includes like like everything that has to do with E3 and the playoffs. It was those two things which are way bigger in terms of importance were <laughs> eaten up by every like all the shit that, that people were posting about DC. And some people were actually at E3 posting stuff like that. One of the analysts there who I follow who's like super awesome. <laughs> she literally quoted, she tweeted like, I can confirm that Superman does indeed yodel in the valley. <laughs> and then, <laughs> shit like that all day, you know, so um anyway i thought it was worth mentioning because it's it's fucking hilarious and we're it's a geek culture podcast how can we not talk about superheroes dc yeah. superheroes only marvel <laughs> superheroes are not selfish and bad let me just make that clear yeah. only dc superheroes are selfish and bad you eat that mayhem. on this note <laughs> uh i think we can we can move on to our, our low-key um talk um we i think listen I, like i said earlier let's just agree that we all like the show and then we're going to go straight into spoiler territory for anyone who does not want to get the second episode of the show spoiled for them you may want to uh skip ahead a little bit to hear maybe our conclusion or just meet us at the next uh or just go watch the show right now and come and listen to the rest of the show that that <laughs> actually would be ideal so you can hear our thoughts and then share in the comments hopefully so yeah warning warning spoiler all right, so let's talk about Loki, episode two. Um, episode one set up a lot of really cool things. I think we were all extremely intrigued 
uh, and excited after the first episode. Tino, I'm going to throw it to you first. Yeah. Uh, why don't you tell me what you thought about this episode? Honestly, I thought it was great. You know, it, it's so interesting. I'm still kind of adjusting, I think, to watching like these big MCU epics on TV and over like a, like a long form narrative because I keep waiting for a lot of times I feel like I keep waiting for something to happen. And I feel like they plant a lot of seeds that will be paid off as we've seen in WandaVision and Falcon Winter Soldier, maybe around like the middle point of the season and as it wraps up. And so I find it's always a bit hard at the beginning of these um, new shows because you're getting to know the characters, you're getting to know what the hell is going on. Um, but it was good, honestly, like, and then by the end of the episode, I find it wraps up and, and you kind of like get a sense like, oh, maybe this is where they're going with it, you know? So basically what I'm trying to say is that like, it kept me guessing the entire episode. I thought that was really, really interesting. Um, what they did with it. I love, again, I gotta go back. I love the time jumps to different time periods. Um, I love that we're exploring a bit more of like the origins of the TV TVA, yeah, TVA. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I always the think t- about the Canadian, the French radio station or the, the, TVA. the TV station, yeah, the TVA smaller. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm loving that we're kind of getting a bit more of that, seeing those characters. I'm loving kind of like how Loki's chipping away a bit at uh, Mobius. Loving the relationship between those two. Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, without going into kind of like the kind of like the big things that happened just yet. I mean, overall, my impression was that I just want more. You know. Yeah, and I think cutting just quite quick. I think well, what I liked this week was we saw Happy Loki again. Yeah, <laughs> he was smiling. Yeah. he was happy. He was still a little shit, but he was happy. Yeah, but <laughs> is it like a manipulative happy? Like, let me show them my happy face, or they lower their guards? You know what I mean? Well, I think he made that pretty clear. That uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm a backstab you guys, as you probably already know. But yeah, I'm gonna still do it. It's gonna happen. <laughs> now, Tino, let me ask you this though, um, because you mentioned. The beginning of movie, uh, not movie, sorry. The beginning of TV shows, actually, compared yeah. to movies, it, it is it is a bit slower to kind of get you going. Yeah. Are you more of a, now, are you, would you prefer, let's say we're not doing this, this podcast, would you maybe wait and either watch, like, wait and watch, like, three, four episodes at a time, or maybe watch the entire season one shot, just so that you don't really have to kind of, like, drag through these first episodes without having that satisfying moment happen or are you still okay kind of like taking it week by week i think for this i'm fine taking it week by week um because like i'm i'm just so deeply invested into it honestly it gives me like a lot of the same vibes i had um the last time i followed a show week by week i was deeply invested in lost as a kid and that was even on tv um and so i could remember watching like waiting and like going on like the lost wiki and talking to people online and trying to figure out puzzles like i loved that about watching a show as it was being broadcast you know picking up different puzzles pieces and putting things together and speculating you know that was my favorite part so quite frankly i don't like binge watching shows after about two to three shows honestly even if i'm enjoying it i have to tell elena like okay let's pause and like go do something else because i need to like a palate cleanser um hence the whole netflix and chill yeah expression <laughs> yeah netflix and then you chill i understand <laughs> but yeah i i don't have a good time binging any any television show no matter how much i'm enjoying it so for me i'm definitely an old school watch one episode at a time speculate it w- about it with friends and 
I'm enjoying, I'm like relearning how to do that in a lot of ways. I think it's just, you know, with MCU shows, like I'm, ex- I often find myself sitting in front of the couch thinking, how could they, have, how would they have even told this story in two hours, even if they want to, two and a half yeah. stretched it, you know? And so I'm trying to think like, what parts could they have taken out? I'm grateful that they're making these TV shows because I think we're getting to have these like a lot more secondary characters get these fleshed out moments and really dive into their personalities in ways that honestly they would never have been able to do in the movies. Yeah, I mean like that that scene in in the second episode where Loki goes to Pompeii that would yeah. never make it that would never probably make it into a movie. Definitely not. Yeah, it was such, it was such a stupidly funny scene but like it's it, it was important like Yeah. Those poor Pompeians, man. Yes. <laughs> but I ha- I have to say, I almost thought for a second we were going to go back to Ragnarok. And I was... I was oh, man. Oh, he, he had to push Hulk off the bridge. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That uh, would have been great. But also, I don't... I think they're trying to separate the old with the new, right? Yeah. And if they keep delving back into flashbacks of the old, yes, it's awesome for us fans, but maybe it also brings back like, oh, man, I miss, I miss this Hulk. True. You know, where we're, I don't think we're ever going to see, you know, base Hulk again, you know? So yeah. unfortunately for me, um, no, I'm glad you enjoyed it. And uh, Tino, uh, not Tino, Mayhel, tell us what you thought about the episode. Um, do you really want to start with me? I have a lot to say about the episode. <laughs> or do you want to sure. go, Max? Sure, sure. I'll, I'll take a back seat. I went first last week, so I'm, I'm okay listening to a good solid 20 minutes of your <laughs> rants. He's, he's been waiting. Yeah, yeah, I've been waiting a lot. <laughs> So unload. So no, the this this week's episode was really uh, it was really well done. Like it started off strong and then it sort of slowed down in the middle where it was just Mobius and Loki, uh, you know, researching the old ways. Yeah. So and then after it picked up toward the end, towards the end again, but I I, I found that whole dynamic between Mobius and Loki, as you said, Tino, it was it was fun to watch. Like he's so slowly chipping away at chipping away at him, but like. You know, you already know Loki's gonna backstab him, but Mobius is like, hmm, you're not, you're not sure if Mobius hundred percent knows it yet. Yeah, like he himself expects it, but like, does he really expect it? Like, does he actually think that Loki's not gonna backstab him? You know, it's one of those things where like, I know he's gonna do it, but the fact that I do know it, is he actually gonna do it? Right. Max, you look confused. You get it? No, I do. I do. I just, uh, <laughs> I'm. Uh... I'm going to let you talk and then I'll, I'll say my piece. Yeah. I feel like just to jump in there, Mayhal, I feel like, uh, like I loved the, the banter back and forth about the, the whole concept of like Mobius blind faith. Right. And his, yeah. you know, and so I think he carries his character, carries some of that even towards Loki. It's like, I feel like I can trust him. Like, I just think he has, he has like a, he believes in the good nature of some people, even though he seems really, really smart and he seems really, really analytical and that like, you know, he's careful, but I also think like he does like hope for the best in people. And so like he goes on that blind faith with like, you know, his role in the TVA, but then I think also with Loki too. Yeah. That, that, so I, I think we should talk about the episode and then throw theories towards the end. I think, because okay. <laughs> I think that, I think I would do that. Cause what yep. you said there, that blind faith, I, I think that has a, uh, this is going to be a key factor in one of the, something that I thought of before. Yeah. But yeah. So no, like, like this episode was really well done and yeah. I mean, to be fair, compared to the last two ep- uh, series, I feel like this one went zero to a hundred real quick, faster than the last two shows. So Agreed. I'm hyped. 
yeah, uh, the uh, the last third of the episode is something that I thought we were going to see in episode five. You know, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the 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 madness has begun. Yeah, literally. Um, so let me jump in and I so let me just add to what you guys are saying. I I had, I had some notes here and I definitely definitely agree that the whole Mobius Loki uh, dynamic is at the heart of the show. Um, yes, the episode slowed down. Yes. It wasn't action-packed, but I kind of even preferred it to, like, I Owen Wilson is just such a good actor, not in everything. I, I can't say that he's my top five actor, even of all time, but, like, he brings his unique spice to every single role he brings, uh, even Hensel. Yeah. And <laughs> so he brings something to the table, the way he dialogues with other people, and he brings that, and to see that, and I'm not even to say Mobiusness. I'm going to call it the Owen Wilsonness of his speech yes. <laughs> to bring that with Tom Hiddleston's Loki, which is a smartass who's confident, who's cocky as hell. Um, I kind of like seeing each uh, each both of them kind of like taking stab at each other's armor to see who will penetrate it first. And I like, I really like that the showrunners are giving Mobius the upper hand so far. I don't think we've ever seen an exchange where Loki has the upper hand on their verbal jousting. Uh, even at some point in this episode, um, Wilson said, Owen oh, Wilson says something and then Loki kind of like arranges collar and he's like, oh, it's cute that you think you can manipulate me. And I was like, oh, okay. Like he's going to win. And then Wilson just said something and <laughs> he just exits the room and then, or the corridor and Loki and it looks like the fuck just happened. So well, yeah, no, even, sorry. Even that, um, the point where they're talking about, uh, Loki says, "Oh, you have such a blind face to the TVA that they created you." And then Odin, uh, Mobius is like, "Oh, but I mean, who created you? Yeah, o- o- Odin's son, a bunch of gods, you know, like giants." Li- yeah, yeah, and the line he said that, like, when you start thinking about creation and all that stuff, everything gets really messed up. I'm like, and that's at that point, like, he had the last word. Yeah, yeah. even Loki was like, "Well, shit. <laughs> all right, yeah." <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Their, their verbal jousting is always on point. Uh, and when even when they were researching a bunch of stuff, that still that still carried the scenes for me. Um, one thing I wanted to, to tackle, that, though, is that have you let me just go on a small tangent here. And is this, you guys are younger than me a little bit. But have you both any of you seen the old movie? And it came out in 98. It was called The Fallen with Denzel Washington. No, no, no. OK, so it was with Denzel Washington and uh, John Goodman. And the concept of that movie is that at the beginning of the movie, I, I won't spoil it, even though it's fucking 25 years old, but uh, the movie was basically there's a, a you know, uh, Denzel is a cop and then he watches a serial killer get electrocuted. He's given the death penalty. And then not long after, there's another crime spree where this exact killer's MO is being replicated. And so without going into details, what you basically learn is that um, there's this demonic, like the, the serial killer basically became a demon and he came back on earth to like exact his revenge. But the really cool aspect of that movie, I barely remember anything about it, but the one thing that really stuck with me is that this killer doesn't have corporeal form, corporeal form. He actually transfers every time he touches someone, he goes from one person to the next. Okay. And so Denzel Washington is never able to catch that fucker because He's always switching bodies. Whenever he's on a chase in the middle of the street, he just touches a cat and then the cat brushes <laughs> up against the leg of a lady and then the lady's the killer. And then so, and so you can, and that movie was crazy. And I think that's why even like three decades later, it still holds up is because the tension is always there. You never know 
who you can trust, who's the killer. At some point, you're like, holy shit, maybe Denzel is the killer and we're just watching <laughs> some medicine, you know? Like, so to go back to Loki, I loved that whoever, let's call her Lady Loki, because we all know now that's a woman. Um, whoever uh, she well, okay, yeah, well, one of my theories there. Okay, so chime in <laughs> after, but let me just say this. Like, the fact that she is able to switch bodies at will by just touching them. And that brings in a whole new, because we're used to Loki's powers being like duplication. He even actually explains it earlier on, the, <laughs> you know, what the differences are between his powers. So we're used to seeing him project his image and kind of like, I guess he sometimes like he actually masked his body. Like he became Captain America for Christ's sake. Yeah. But I like the fact that, okay, just by touching people, they can control their body. It's not just imitating someone's corporeal form. It's like they can basically mind control people for a while, you know? Right. Uh, that adds a really uh, big tension um, effect to the equation of that show that I dig. And I hope they keep playing on it more. Like maybe one day they'll take control of Mobius for an entire episode and we won't fucking know. True. That would be great. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's like a shell game. Who's who's who? Yeah. Yeah. You know, like who done it? But so that I, I liked a lot. And um, <laughs> they they, uh, they get transport their knives out uh, universe. Hey, oh, dude, <laughs> if they can bring Daniel Craig in the MCU, even if that's the way they find out how to do it, I'm still down. Um, but yeah, that was one of my big things. And I'll just finish on this for now that the sacred timeline going bye bye. Um, I just want to say that I called it last week. Um, and not that it was like a super well guarded secret. I think anyone who like watches the show and like could have asked the same question like, okay, why the hell did he steal those grenades? It's probably to like mess up the sacred timeline. But I, again, I'm surprised that it's happening so quickly. Yeah. Though the episode finishes without consequences being shown. So who knows? But I'm, I'm surprised. Yeah, but if you actually looked at, because uh, you know on the TV, all the branches growing, right? Yeah. Did you actually read all the cities and places that were being affected? No, I can't say that I have. So <laughs> you have like the basic cities like, you know, New York, uh, some place in the States, New Delhi, whatever, I think. Yeah. But then there was two that caught my eye. Or three, actually. Sorry, three. One of them was Ego. Okay. Wow. The other one was Voromir. Huh. And then the other one was Titan, Thanos' planet. Yo. Damn. <laughs> so I'm like, well, shit. All right. Yeah. Stuff's going to go down. That's interesting. Yeah. Ooh. And then I, I, that's why I think that after this whole thing, they're going to release a Spider-Man trailer after all of this mess. Yeah. I think it ties in perfectly with that. Because we, we keep on seeing teasers for it. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if you saw that quick uh, teaser for it, but I think that where Flash is red is that the one? Yeah, like, I think the yeah. Sony Argent Sony Argentina. Yeah, yeah, it was like uh, it was, Twitter. It was they ac- they accidentally leaked like the title card, yeah. and you know, remember in uh, Spider Verse that whole glitchy effect where like it, the title changes. Yeah. yeah, that happens with that with this one. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, no, and you remember when the. Um, Winter Soldier came out at the same time they were, you know, making, they were releasing the first episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and that they kind of like kept going in the same direction. And when Winter Soldier released in that same week, the episode, they also carried on where the whole betrayal by half, half of S.H.I.E.L.D. was basically Hydra. And yeah. one of the main characters in the show actually betrays the other people in the show. And um, that made a lot of sense because that's where we were with the MCU. So I totally were see what you're saying, Mihal, that if they if they want to talk about multiverse stuff and kind of like blow everything up into all these possibilities, I think this might be the show where we finally see that happening. 
Yeah, that's a good point. Like, you need maybe you needed this show, these six episodes, to kind of set the stage for you know bringing in even a concept like the multiverse that you know we're we're familiar with, you know, from comics and rebooting and restarting and stuff. But maybe casual viewers or viewers that are just following the MCU are not familiar with like a concept like the multiverse. And so, yeah, I think this is a really interesting way to kind of set that up so that we could delve deep into that over the next few movies or whatnot. Yeah, because, I mean, now you have, you know, like Earth 616, Earth X, Earth 6178, all these different types of Earth. So I think yeah. that's, well, I mean, that, that's, as you said, you know, I think that's sort of the way they're probably going to structure the next phase of the MCU. Right. Like it's... Like that's how probably how honestly I I still firmly believe this is how they're gonna bring in, uh, the X Men. I wouldn't be surprised honestly. Like you need something to explain their absence during kind of like these world changing events like Thanos <laughs> and stuff like that. Um, and I feel yep. like you know they're big on building this world. I don't think they're just gonna like come out of nowhere in the sense of like oh we, there's this first mutant that showed up you know and there's I don't, yeah. think, I don't even know if they're gonna really do like a whole origins again like how many x-men movies have we had for example like there's yeah no- i hope that they kind of jump into it yeah like kind of like have dove in right i have that dove in right away like i don't want to see another like you said another origin like I, most people should know who wolverine is by now right. you know what i mean like enough of that let's just bring him in yeah. with deadpool and yeah. you know just something by the way did you i'm sorry i just i have to bring this up even though you know it's we're in the middle of the loki chat did you guys see that apparently ryan reynolds is like casually shooting a bunch of cameos now for all the future marvel movies like a little bit of what stanley used to do apparently he's they kind of apparently what disney's doing they want deadpool to replace the stanley cameos no way that, that, that's funny yeah. yeah i read that a couple of sites online i think last week or early this week and i was like oh man Obviously, it's still a rumor by now, but it's because Ryan Reynolds basically uh, he posted a picture himself of like a backpack, and he's like, "Oh, I'm going on a, an adventure or something." And then sticking out one of the pockets was the Deadpool mask. Um, <laughs> uh, and so from that, other people like started talking about what they heard with execs and all that stuff. So I don't know; it could be kind of fun. Yeah, um, honestly, but like even with like the whole Deadpool three situation, like I know people were saying online, like oh, because Disney doesn't want it to get too vulgar and stuff like that. But I honestly think the best way they could play it is by him being aware that yeah, I'm bought out by Disney now. Like, I'm in the mouse <laughs> yeah. house. Yes, they, they have to play like that. When he tries <laughs> to swear, it's like he's like, it like bleeps or something like that. Yeah. Uh, it it bleeps and like there's a black box with Mickey Mouse. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> if they did something that bold, I would. I think it's even cooler than if he actually says fuck yeah exactly. I, would, I would prefer that to happen actually yeah all um, right so let, let me bring it back to loki okay yeah, go for it predictions for next episode what do you guys think is gonna happen Man, um crazy. like I, where do you even go after <laughs> after this one, right? but, uh so yeah. listen i mean let me say this quickly so i think um the bombs go off yeah i think uh i think we don't finish so first of all is it confirmed it's only six episodes i think so yeah as you said six earlier I, I i'm not even sure what the amount is but because six blows my mind that's not enough time i need more i need more more <laughs> loki but let's assume it's six um I, i'm pretty sure Mayhal is looking right now but let, let's assume it's six so i think that we're don't we they don't wait until episode five and a half or six to blow up the sacred timeline and then we only right. see a little bit of what happens i think they blow it up early and then try we see Loki and Mobius try to team up and try to fix it. And then 
we start seeing the repercussions of it all in the show. Right. And then maybe there's some sort of a resolution. Maybe instead of destroying everything, Loki does something, sacrifices his own variant to kind of like fix the thing so that the multiverse is still all fucked up, but at least nothing is all, nothing is destroyed, you know? Yeah, yeah there's, only, there's only six episodes. Okay, so that's confirmed. So yeah, so I, I wouldn't be so, like, so already next week, we're going to be at halfway point after the episode. So yeah. I, I'm, so in my mind, they blow up. Also, I'm very dubious about the whole um, timekeepers. I don't know. Is it really three space lizards? Are we going to see them? <laughs> is it just, I don't know. Is it MODOK? I, like, you know, like MODOK. <laughs> oh my God. Imagine. <laughs> yeah, we need to watch that show. Apparently that show is awesome, by the yeah. way. Yeah, uh, it's... Um, but uh, so if, so that would be my predictions. We actually see the bombs blow up. Uh, the secret timeline we mo- maybe mobius is actually in deep shit now with the timekeepers because he was given the one shot by his like general or, or boss and friend and then clearly it's about to be all messed up so yeah. um and then we probably see more of that villain whoever she is yeah i'll let me May- i'll let Ma- mayha go into that because he has some theories on on that character well, I th- just quickly i, th- I think uh her blowing up on well her setting those charges off I think that's part of her plan because as you saw at the, as the episode ended, all the TVA agents were like, all right, we got to go fix all this. So yeah. if you think about it, I'm guessing that the TVA is pretty empty by now. So it's a good chance for her to break in and, you know, take over. Yeah. True. Well, but, yeah, but also don't, don't forget that the TVA, they have that little TV character that could probably defend them. Little... <laughs> Miss Minutes. <laughs> Miss Minutes. <laughs> she got her own poster, eh? <laughs> Really? Yeah. <laughs> I that that whole bit, that one minute bit where he tries to like whack her with the paper, that was actually adorable. I, I dug it. But yeah, so I mean, some of the theories that I think, uh, since since we're talking about the TVA, I think one of them is that I honestly believe that the TVA is not as powerful as they're making it out to seem. Right. I that bit where oh well, uh, I keep on calling him Owen Wilson, Mobius. <laughs> Yeah, was exactly. uh <laughs> uh mobius was like yeah you know they're i was created by this and blah 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 and they're all knowing and they know the ending and everything after after the end you know we're that's it we're done i there's just something about that whole conversation and the whole way the tva is being played out i feel like we're gonna get memed by the end of it right yeah. I, I honestly believe this is one of those situations where we're like oh holy shit they're really strong and then we get to the end and it's like hello my name is trevor i'm, yeah. an, act- I'm an actor <laughs> so i it, it would not surprise me if legitimately in those in like the secret room or wherever they are it's literally just three lizards you know like yeah i i i feel like just the way that owen wilson's talking about it too it's just he makes it like just a blind faith that i don't have trust that like it's actually that Powerful. And then his his mind is going to get blown as well because his faith is going to get shattered probably when he right. sees it. Yeah, but that that's the other part. My mom brought it up. She goes, "Where are all these people coming from?" And I'm like, and like I think there's two hints that they gave out in this episode, sort of, or even one last. If you look at Owen Wilson, he like how does he know what a jet ski is? Yeah. yeah. So I have a feeling that all these agents are just variants that were are brainwashed. Like they're just clipped from other other branches that were destroyed and they became TVA agents and they're they're just like they have this notion that the TVA created them. Right. They're serving a higher power. And I honestly think that that's one of the cases. And then we're discovered that he had like some sort of love for jet, ski, jet skis before getting brainwashed, something like that. 
Yeah, like he he was from an alternate timeline that was gonna get clipped, and instead yeah. of just clipping, instead of clipping them as they say they do, I think that they just brainwashed him into working into the TVA. Right. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I mean, I actually, that like makes that. sense. Maybe what? Sorry, do you know? Maybe he has like a past. Like I think that's interesting because they are investing a lot into his character. So I wouldn't be surprised if if that comes true. If it's like, but there's a lot more to him. He maybe was a variant originally. I like that theory. Yeah, I could see it going someplace. I mean, that, that that's just the pessimist in me, as you know. Like, I you know <laughs> I'm thinking the worst of everything. But you yeah, know. me never. No, but yeah, like every time they talk about the TV, it's just like I think she says, "Oh, uh, Loki discovered a huge flaw in the way the the variant like hides." And, and, yeah, and like I'm and just like the conversation before, they were talking about how the timekeepers are all knowing. I'm like, how they, how they just, how they slip past, how they got slipped past them. You know, it's like, uh, so are they actually all that knowing, or it's just this, like, oops, we missed the spot. You know, right? It's Miss Smith and Trevor running the whole show. <laughs> <laughs> it's the real, the real, real Mandarin is right there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jeez, uh, no, that is interesting. I, I'm curious to see how it all shakes out. I just. Uh, out of all the shows we've seen so far, I mean, just three, but still, it, it is the one that gives me the most pause. And that's saying something because WandaVision was like, it was a, a fuckery of its own, especially oh, yeah. the first couple of episodes, you know? So um, I'm curious to ask you this, though. Um, assuming you would want one, because so you can say I wouldn't want one, which is okay. I, I'm not sure I would want one either. But if you could pick one of the already established main characters of the MCU to make a cameo in one of the episodes, who would you want it to be and why? Oh, that's actually one of my other theories, but continue. Well, no, you can use your theory to answer my question then. <laughs> uh, I think maybe Captain America will probably make an appearance. Really? Yeah. Dude, well, don't even, don't even. Well, okay. <laughs> think, think about this. Okay. So again, TVA, right? TVA situation. They go and clip different uh, branches of the universe multiverse or you know timeline that doesn't coincide with the way they want it so i do you think that him going back with peggy is something that they would have allowed apparently it is in episode one when they were talking and they're like what happened with the avengers was supposed to happen yeah but yeah <laughs> going back in the timeline and getting the stones to re- resurrect everybody that's fine but the fact that he got all the stones and stayed at that time period oh okay yeah i see what you're saying maybe that one final decision went against the timekeeper's plan yeah. maybe maybe he's that, looking for the yeah. tva he's just oh a suit now imagine <laughs> i would i would i would i'd lose consciousness i think i just i want to see steve back so bad um but uh oh man you yeah if that happens that will be my favorite mcu show for a while i think and we get to see cap die again yeah clipped so Wait, what What the, jacket was he wearing when he gave uh, Sam the shield? Was it a variant jacket? <laughs> I gotta go ah, dude, that would know. be crazy. <laughs> but uh, if we... Uh, also, I think... I mean, they could just end up surprising us, but it would be a little odd if we see Cap back in Loki, but not in Winter Soldier and Falcon show. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, no. I, it, it's one of those dumb things I thought of, but yeah. I um, would love it, though. Do You yeah. know me. I'm the biggest Cap fan ever, so I would be down, but uh, what about you, Tino? If you had your pick, honestly, the easiest one would be like Doctor Strange, just because yeah. like the whole oh, yeah. the multiverse stuff, and I think it's the most probable out of them. I also just get the sense that they're really setting up Doctor Strange like 
a really big character going forward um within like i think i honestly think he'll even end up setting up his own team or even act as a team leader um almost replacing like an iron man as like the, the new iron man figure but uh you yeah, know he's an obvious choice i think i had hopes for like a black widow appearance i think that was yeah. my hope but they were a bit dashed this week when uh the short the the short-haired bob on the blonde lady was revealed when lady yeah. was revealed and i was like oh shoot so from the trailer that we saw that woman seated backwards that i had hoped it was black widow it might be dashed but we'll see yeah um i would like to see daryl jacobson make an appearance <laughs> uh <laughs> no no i'm kidding uh but uh, team soul yeah exactly that'd be team great daryl um, no, no, I know. Uh, listen, I think I'm going to go with the most obvious one. I think uh, even more obvious, I think, than um, Ka- than the doctor. I, I think it'd be cool to see Thor. Um, yeah. he- maybe he just goes into, I because they have undeniable chemistry, these two. And I think it's fair to say that their scenes together is probably over there. I don't think there's going to be another one. I don't see Loki. I mean, listen, maybe I'm wrong and he survives Loki season one and there's a season two or maybe he makes it to other movies, but maybe that's kind of like his swan song a little bit. I think that's what happens with that's going to happen with um, Hawkeye, right? He's doing this show with his daughter, but I think he said after that he's done with the MCU. I'm pretty sure he went on record. Right. So um, I would I would like to see a little bit more of Thor and Loki, maybe just having a, a scene. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. So who knows? We will see. We will see. Um Anything else you guys want to cover before we end on the the Loki talk? Go for it. Yes. So one theory that I mistakenly found and dug into and blew my fucking mind, and I I didn't put on the notes because I want to I want to hear your reaction straight straightforward, Maska. I love it. Tina already knows it because I had to had to flip the fuck out. Okay. So I I finished the episode. I'm like, holy shit! It's Lady Loki. This is fucking awesome. Like, hell yeah, let's go. But then Tino brought up a good point. It's like, hey. Lady Loki has black hair, not blonde. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, so before the episode ended, I actually, after the episode ended, I went on Twitter to see like, ah, how the hell, how are people, you know, reacting to this news? Yeah. I think one of the f- second or third tweets that I saw was this person say, guys, 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 you have to watch till the end for the translator's uh, credits. I'm like six. So I click on the picture and all the other translator translation translated credits including the english one it said uh shit, what's her name sophie de, de, de martano yeah what's her name yeah that's her the actress yeah that's the actress but her name is the variant yeah but i think in the argentinian one it was like yeah. catalan it was a catalan spanish something yeah, i don't remember which one it said sylvie okay no it's kind of like just a random name that's like why would sylvie what is that you know yeah, huh? yeah. what does that even equate to so I'm like, okay, Sylvie, you know, blah, blah, blah. And pe- people in the comments like, yo, that's not Lady Loki. That's actually Enchantress. It's a whole oh, different character. Yeah. And Enchantress has a blonde blonde hair. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, it's probably one of those theories that, you know, like, oh, there's a fly in WandaVision. It's obviously Mephisto. Ooh, you know? <laughs> yeah. So it, then it got weirder because then Tina was like, oh, all, it also explains her green aura. Yeah, because she has like she her when she uses her power, she has like green aura that emits around her. So yeah. that's you know that's another flag that like huh maybe that's actually true. And then you dig deeper into that thread, and it's like holy shit, guys! Uh, there's a character, there's an act, a young actress. Uh, you know from Walking Dead, 
uh, yeah. Rick's daughter, Judith. Yeah. She's going to be in the show and her character in the, in her, in, on her IMDb, IMDb page is young Sylvie. Oh, so I'm like, okay, this is this has to be one of those things where like, okay, this is something leaked a little bit, I guess. Yeah, and then after like, if you, if you if you read the about Enchantress, because I had no idea who the hell she was either, I think that the second version of Enchantress is somebody that was created by Loki. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, shit, man. Teenager, yeah. like a young girl, like young woman, and uh, that Loki gave her powers essentially interesting then even at, during the show in the ep- second episode he goes loki and she goes ah don't 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 call me that yeah, yeah. so like there's just a lot of you know things that are stacking up that yeah 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 i think that that imdb page slip up might be the nail in the coffin for me where I, i'm starting to be a believer in that theory yeah uh, it's just too big of a coincidence also whoever messed up or maybe they left it as a small clue. <laughs> and let me just say this, like respect to that dude, but who's the fucking nerd who goes through the entire like <laughs> casting and all that shit to find that one Spanish Argentinian guy. Like, you know what I mean? Like you gotta be really invested into finding some secret shit or like some conspiracy theorist. It's like, and... really didn't want it to be lady Loki. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's like, please like, let me just find a hint of a clue. And then you see Sylvie. Yeah. Yeah. That's the Loki. I don't know, but props to that person, guy or girl, yeah. whoever found it. That I mean, he uh, he or she discovered something that probably was not meant to be discovered, or is the smallest Easter egg of all time, and it was actually found. Yeah, again, like this could be one of those things where it's like, holy shit, this is fucking awesome, or it's gonna be one of those things that's like, ah, shit, it was just another. Ah, uh, we got memed by Marvel again, but oh we'll yeah, see. <laughs> there is that. Yeah, honestly, I I was like dispelled once you told me that, Mayhal, because like for me, I walked away from the episode and Ellen was like, oh my God, it's Lady Loki. And I was like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, me too. I was like, I was super happy. And then I'm like, and then I checked Twitter and I'm like, reading down this thread, I'm like, holy shit, no, wait. Yeah, because don't get me wrong. Like, I want to see Lady Loki, but I'm a, I'm a purist. So it's like, I want to see the long hair the long black hair i want to see like the the cool outfits like the furs and everything like the ravens i want to see all of that from the comics um i love when it just kind of like mirrors each other but that's my that's my i think you could probably get tom hiddleston to play the part as well because he's he has like uh he he could do be super gender fluid as loki is i could picture him like donning the wig and the furs and still doing a bang-up job because he's a terrific actor so not to take away from a you know a feminine role for a feminine for an actress, but I think it'd be pretty cool to see him do both. Yeah, uh, I know nothing about the Enchantress, by the way, so I'm definitely gonna go and read more because I'm curious to see now because this seems like it, it could hold up. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, that, I was like, hell yeah, I can't wait to talk about this. <laughs> nice, nice. We'll see more next week, I guess. Oh yeah. All right, boys. I think that will be enough for this week's episode. A lot of good stuff, a lot of uh, interesting theories that we'll be able to say, I knew it, or <laughs> shit, it's just Trevor. Hey, so with, with only six episodes, I mean, within four weeks' time, we'll know everything. <laughs> exactly, and then yeah. we can do like a, a full appreciation. I think when we watch the last episode, we can kind of kind of just talk about the series as a whole, as well as the last episode. Yeah. yeah. And then um, <laughs> dive deep into something else. Um, so, yeah, any final thoughts? Oh. I've I've said all my piece about all my theories. <laughs> Perfect. You helped him get it out. 
Yep. Yeah, exactly. So listen, I want to thank you boys for doing this with me again for a third week now. It's our third episode. That's really cool. I'm just having such a blast doing it. And I want to, I want to put it out there that it's a lot of, you know, a lot of the things go to both of you who took care of like our assets logo, all the technical stuff. Tino's, uh, you know, a master at, at our new sound effects and all that stuff. So it's just <laughs> a lot of fun for everyone. Very thankful that you guys are on this journey with me. Can't wait for us to start bringing some guests on the show. And uh, if anyone made it to the end, thank you for listening to the whole thing. Uh, drop us some comments wherever you see this announced. We'd love to hear some feedback. Peace. Take care, Bye. guys.